Today, we spoke with Violet about her journey with spirituality and intuition, the mystery school and its origins, and all of the spiritual support and learning available at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts in Littleton, Colorado. To learn more, you can visit discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. There's information there about Violet and her services, as well as many other offerings, classes, and practitioners available there. You'll also find an email address for contacting her directly. To contact myself or Lori, you can email spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Behrens. I'm Lori Hewitt. And And this this is Spirit Road. Road. excited to have Violet with us here today from uh, Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, and it's a pleasure to meet you. And I guess I just would start off by, um, I was reading a little bit on the website about you, and you have such an interesting path. I, I noticed that you started in maybe in more of a corporate America kind of culture as a human resources person, and be really curious to know uh, what led you from there to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. You know, what's interesting with spiritual paths, right? Um, And I love asking that question is when you look back on your journey, you understand why you did the things you did. So literally out of college at 18, I was a retail manager for about 20 years. And today in my center, I have a retail store. And then I always got pushed into human resources. That always seemed the field that everybody wanted to place me and I was the trainer, the hire, um, the developer. And so I did that um, in corporations. I was also a college professor. And about five years ago, I met my husband and we got married. And right before the honeymoon, his big question was, if you could do anything in the world that you wanted to do, what would that look like? And for those that know my husband, he's an atheist, so he doesn't believe in any of this. And I said, I would have a spiritual center and I'd drop my cloak and I'd step into who I want to be. And he's like, I don't understand what that looks like. I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, what about being a college professor? And I said, I've done that. I'm not sure I want to do that. Well, what about being a business consultant? I've done that. I'm not sure I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do what I'm passionate about. So we sat on it for about 12 months and I kind of played at it, building a business plan and really stepping back because my guides were really pushing me forward to step in and kind of do this. And what came to be is all three colleges that I taught at started closing one by one in Denver. My job got pulled back to part-time and then was completely eliminated. So Right before we opened the center, about about six months, all my jobs kind of disappeared and evaporated like a lot of people experience. And it was like my husband stood back and goes, okay, now what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to open a center. And 
you have to kind of step through your fear to do that because it's terrifying to walk away from a job that pays you, that you have security with, to step into something completely that you've never done. And so because I do Akashic Records, I literally, after we opened the center, went into the records and asked the big question, why me? Why am I here? Why did I do this? And spirit was immediate. Well, what was your first career? Well, a retail manager. What do you have in your center? A store. What was your second career? Human resources. What do you have in your center? People. What was your third career, Violet? And I said, a college professor. And what are you doing in your center? I'm teaching. So every step was to prepare me for where I'm at today. Um, But I understand because I was cloaked for a long time as a human resource professional and a college professor. You're not really going to walk into a classroom and go, hey, I'm psychic. I'm not sure how that would be taken in a business type environment, but it gave me the business side because I have three master's degrees in business and it also, I have the spiritual side. So it was a great combination for what I do today and my journey and where I've got. So I hope I answered your question. It was kind of a long answer. Beautifully. Yeah. (laughs) Have you always had this ability to hear spirit and to channel or when did you discover this and know that this is what you can do? It's a great question. You know, when I was young, very young, I would say about six and seven, Mm -hmm. uh, spirits would wake me up in the middle of the night to talk to me, which was very interesting because I always had bad dreams and I don't really think it was bad dreams as much as spirit coming into my room because I could hear them wanting to talk to me. And I was really adamant as a child that I needed a nightlight because if something's going to wake me up, I want to be able to see it as a child, which led me to my father passing when I was eight. And so he would come and visit me and talk to me. And then I would go to my mother and give her messages, which were really terrifying to her. Because I also knew when my dad was going to pass. And I remember in college talking about this and everybody in the class going, well, you had to have some insight that something was wrong. And I said, no, not really. I really didn't. You know, my dad had had motorcycle accidents and car accidents and he'd always came home. And as a child, how do you flip from dad's not coming home this time? To he's always came home. And even when I talked to my family and told them, my dad won't see the sun come up tomorrow. Tonight is his last night. If there's anything you want to say to him, you need to go talk to him tonight. And I remember my mother saying, it's late. We've been there all day. Your dad's okay. He'll be there tomorrow. And I don't think they ever went back, but I woke up at four in the morning to my family crying in the living room. And I knew because I had known all day today is dad's last day. Um, So I've always had those deep knowings. I would always predict things that were going to happen. And my mother would say, stop that. You can't do that. And I 
I can though. I see things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and all my family's past now. When I was 24, I lost my mother. So they're mm-hmm. all on the other side now. But I always knew. And I was like many children. My family didn't know what to do with that knowledge. And so at some point, I just quit saying it even though I always kind of knew, oh, this is going to happen. This is what's next. This is where we're going next. This is what's going to happen next. And so even as an adult in human resources, I was the HR person that had essential oils on her desk and crystals and very light, non-threatening things in my space. And it was really funny because people would come into my office and go, oh, it feels so good in here. What are you doing here? And then they'd move me to a different office and everybody would be in kind of a tizzy on, oh my gosh, what are you going to do? They're moving you to this new office and this one feels so good. And I'd move to that office and there would be like, this one feels good too. What do you do? (laughs) What are you doing to the space? Why does it feel this good? So staying cloaked and really having my spirituality and setting space for people. I mean, I was the HR person that would go in early in the morning before a meeting and draw Reiki symbols on the wall before everybody got there and kind of clear space when I knew it was going to be difficult conversations. But I didn't tell people what I was doing and I didn't share with a lot of people on who I was and what was happening. And that was the big thing with my husband was we really sat down and I said, if I do this, if I proceed forward, I can't go back. I can't go back personally, but I won't be able to go back professionally. This will be my last career. So if we step in, it's either got to work or not work because I can't If you do an internet search on me, I can't go back um, from what I've created. Right. So let me ask, in your HR um, experience, were you able to use your insights and your knowing to hire the best people or to say, oh, no, that person won't work out here? You know, I I always naturally had a gift, even when I was in retail, of people coming in and interviewing and knowing, oh, that person will do really well on that team. That person is going to do super well with that group. That person's going to do really well on that job. It's always been set up that way, but I didn't have a word to label it. And I didn't understand why I was really good at it. And so I would go into companies and interview and get jobs. And I wouldn't tell them a lot about my past experience because I really didn't want to be labeled in HR just to see And it would only take like a few weeks and they're like, oh, you're going to do all the hiring and you're going to do all the training and you're going to develop. I always got sent to the problem stores and the problem departments. I always got those jobs to go in and kind of revitalize and re-energize. And I really believe it was because of my intuitive gifts, because I could go in and read the situation, but I didn't have a label for it. It's interesting to think. Um, so these these skills that you have, it sounds like they, you've, they've been with you all along. 
and, and just these natural gifts that uh, I, I'm curious. And then, and then you translate that into, into your, your business, discover your spiritual gifts and the school, I believe it's, is it called the mystery school? Is that correct? Uh-huh. What I, and, what I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I'm curious. Um, so do you feel like anyone can be in touch with these things? The is it intuition and um, psychic awareness, Akashic record reading, things like that. That's something that people can develop Oh, Later yeah, in absolutely. Life. Everybody has gifts. Now, here's the key. Do you acknowledge them? Do you stretch that muscle? Do you practice? You know, I studied at a spiritual camp for three years in Casadega, Florida, and there were lots and lots of psychics and mediums that lived within a four block radius. And it's been there since the 1800s, right? And these guys all work together. And their one key thing that they all say is it's like anything else. You have to practice it. You have to trust it. You have to work that muscle because it is a muscle. And, you know, I interviewed somebody recently who was an intuitive business coach. And I found that interesting because how do you go into engineers and executives and talk about intuition? (laughs) Everybody has it. They call it something different. What's your gut telling you? What's your, uh, how does it feel when you walk in that room? Don't you feel like there's something icky here? It's our terminology. It is the words that we use with it, it's the labels that we put on it, but it's all the same thing. Even my husband, who doesn't believe in this, will every once in a while say something and I go, that's his intuition. And he doesn't, he doesn't see it as that, right? Because most people don't pay attention. We all have that point where Something is bad out there, or I shouldn't walk down that alley because my hair is standing up on the back of my neck, or, you know, I walk into a room to a meeting or a conversation and my stomach ties up with knots. That's all our intuition. I call it our divine navigation system. Mm -hmm. It was given to us to navigate this physical experience to have the best experience that we can have. And when we follow that navigation system, everything is so much easier than when we go, no, no, I'm just, that's crazy. That, that person's great. Everybody loves them. I don't know why I'm reacting to that. I should hang out with them. And then we're like, Ooh, right. We have to trust those instincts, those things that we feel, everyone has them. It's just a matter of working with them, acknowledging them, practicing, stretching that muscle. And so discover your spiritual gifts is all about people discovering that those are our divine navigation system. That is what leads us. I'm not different than you. You can do the same thing I can. Everyone listening can do the same stuff I do. It's about stepping in and trusting and working the energy so that you find that you're more consistent with the information and that you understand what's yes and what's no, what's good, what's not good, and just acknowledging that. 
That's so powerful. And yes, I, I too think that we all have those gifts and you're right. It's about practicing and listening and trusting is what I find as well. I want to know about the mystery school. I'm not really familiar with that. So what does that mean? And what does that all entail? And I know you've said that you write books for those classes. So tell, tell us a little bit about that. So when I came back to Colorado in 2011, I was really starting over from scratch. Um, lost my job, my home, relationships, everything. And so when I came to Colorado, I started looking for community and connection. Mm -hmm. And I ran into a woman here in Denver that had a mystery school. And so we went to the, her open house and had a conversation with her. And I was fascinated. I was drawn to this. You know how you're called to something you don't know why. And I remember on the drive home, because I was raised Southern, well, not raised, but I stepped into a belief system, Southern Baptist, and that's how I raised my children. And when we went to meet with this woman, she talked a lot about magic. And I was like, ooh, hi. And, and so I remember my drive home with my daughter going, I don't know if I can do this, you know, magic and, oh, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. And my daughter is so wise. And she goes, mom, I believe you were led there. I believe there's a purpose here. I believe you need to step in and experience it. So I did. I didn't know anything about mystery schools and it changed my life it really did give me a new perspective. And these are my belief systems. And I always tell people, these may not be your belief systems and that's okay. But I believe once upon a time, there was a civilization called Atlantis and there was a civilization called Lemuria. And they ended up destroying themselves through a battle of differences, whatever that may have looked like because I wasn't there. And those ancient teachings, that wisdom, that knowledge was hidden on this planet everywhere. Shamanism came to America. That's connecting to the land. Um, healing went to Japan. Magic went to Egypt. And they actually scattered those teachings because they felt like spirit, the hierarchy, felt like we weren't ready to hold space for those, and we had proven by how we had behaved that we weren't ready for those. So for hundreds and thousands of years, the only people that found the mystery schools were typically the wealthy that were contacted, invited in, like Walt Disney. If you watch the old Walt Disney movies, the universal ancient teachings are all part of those movies because he was an initiate into the mystery schools. So I studied in the mystery schools for about three years, left the mystery school, met my husband, and he kept encouraging me to teach. My teacher was very strong in the fact that this was her program, and I understood that. So I really took the teachings and changed them and expanded them, brought them into time. And so I've probably got hundreds and hundreds of books and I have lots of people that contact me and go, I'm drawn to the mystery school. Can you give me books to read? Well, yeah, I can give you books to read, but you won't see it unless you step into it, unless you commit, it can be staring you in the face and you mm -hmm. won't know what you're looking at. 
It's when you step into the teachings and you start learning, they're simple, they're practical, they're universal. Um, it connects to spiritual laws. It's understanding energy and movement. And so I have taken and created the Sacred Temple Mystery School, which is some of the classes that I teach and I've written books. They get 40 something rituals when they step in and those are prayers and invocation for protection, bringing in light, holding sacred space, lots of different things. And so I tell people we're drawn to this. We're called to it. Um, it's not something you know is there unless there's a calling in your heart or your soul to bring you home. I've remembered many of my lifetimes. I've studied in the mystery schools through many lifetimes and it's like you're called back home. It's coming home. It's coming home to what you know and what you know as your truth um, and what resonates with you. So it's hard to explain until you step on it, but it has a combination of Golden Dawn, Joshua David Stone, Alice Bailey, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, and many other old ancient teachings that have been combined into a course curriculum that people can come in and learn and connect with. That sounds wonderful. As you're talking about these kind of universal truths and laws that mm -hmm. maybe um, present themselves in different ways and different modalities and ideas. One thing that, that we experience in community, like when we do our discussion groups with Awkwardly Zen and things, is that a lot of people, especially in the last couple of years, have come online, so to speak, that something has shifted in their perspective or their paradigm where they are wanting to explore these worlds outside of what they were raised with or what their idea of what the world should be was before. Yeah, where maybe old priorities are falling away and 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 they're wanting to explore, but but coming into this world without that previous connection or experience can be quite overwhelming at points. Like even looking at some of the different modalities that you're well-versed in, um, Reiki and Akashic Records and candle magic, um, whatever it might be. Like, what would you suggest to someone who's who's just discovering this, this whole realm of possibility? Like, how do you find your footing? What, what would be a, what would be a first step to really, to explore new beginnings for lack of a better term? I love those questions because people come online and they're brand new and I call it the shinies, right? There's lots of things that we want to <laughs> grab onto. There's lots of shinies that we want to take. There's lots of things that we want to step into. And, you know, number one thing I've learned is you need to step into one thing and kind of work with it and integrate it before you take on 10 things, right? It's so easy to take on 10. And I think the best way to do this, honestly, is to step back and look at all the things that are out there and really go within and ask yourself, what's my first step? What am I really drawn to first? Where do I want to begin? Because I believe your spiritual journey is a lifetime journey. It never ends. We're all learning new things. We're all bringing on new things, but we can't do it all at once. And I have people that meet me and they're like, I want to be where you're at. Well, I've been doing this about 20 years. So you can't integrate all that so quickly. You just got to start in a place. And so I have 
what I call spiritual conversations, and I've created a whole assessment that people can sit down and do that talks about all the different things. And then they fill that out. And then I meet with them and I'm like, Oh, so you're not interested in healing. I can, I can set that aside. That helps. Oh, but you are interested in crystals or you're all drawn to, you're really drawn to runes and it gives us a starting point. And some people will check everything. And so then you got to step back and then ask, do you feel like you're a healer? Is that something you want to do? Or are you a coach or a reader? Do you want to be a guide? I've actually created a brochure that talks about, I see three different archetypes in our center. I see a healer. I see a guide, which is a coach, a reader, somebody that's giving information. And then I see the seeker. The seeker is the one that wants the deep knowledge that's looking for more information and if I can identify what archetype at least that they're beginning with it helps me narrow down our offerings to a place where it's not so overwhelming it's not so big and a lot of people walk in our center and they're like I'm just overwhelmed okay let's take a deep breath and step back let's start with step number one what brought you here what's your background What called you to come here? And we can figure that out, but it's so easy to get overwhelmed and try to do too much. And then you back out totally. And that's not what we really want people to do. We want it to be a spiritual journey. It's not the destination. It's, it's the path along the way that makes it exciting and fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, I feel like that's a wonderful introduction to what you do. And, and I'm wondering if this speaks to someone and they want to explore explore this, um, what would be the best way for them to find you? I love that. Well, www.discoveryourspiritualgifts, www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.com is a huge website with lots of information. You can definitely go under Violet and you can find my services and my classes and my background. We also have lots of readers and practitioners here, so you can check out some of that. Um, It's a great place to start. I have podcasts where you can connect in for free and listen to those. So there's just a lot of information. What I would say if anybody feels overwhelmed, my email is all over the website. Please reach out. I love meeting with people and helping them. I love to mentor people and kind of guide them however, whatever their needs are to kind of help them. So I think that's the easiest way to kind of dip in and see what's going on. What if people don't live in the Denver metro area, like Tim is in Kansas, uh, Kansas City, can you connect with people then um, online and can they still have access to you in some way? So I do offer some of my services online, like my Akashic Record readings are online. Some of my healing's hard because it's sound healing. It's a little more difficult to Mm -hmm. do online. So I only offer those in person. We also have a Discover Your Spiritual Gifts dot academy, which is online classes that are self-paced, that are video driven, that are built on a platform that you take it at your own pace, you get to connect with, and we add classes there. And we're also looking for teachers to add classes on that platform. So we have the online and the in-person here in Denver. So I do have both. Yeah. 
anyone who's in the metro area, I would say definitely come check out the center because it's fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's It's been wonderful yes. to, to meet you and forward to learning more. Well, thank, yes, you. thank you. Thank you for the invite. It was a lot of fun.